It's Auto In with your hosts, Seth Kelly, Will Moulton, and Garrett Walder, with special guest, Robin Key. In this episode, what classes do broadcast majors take at DBU? Do they focus more on theory or hands-on experience? And how practical is all the information broadcast students learn in class? Without further ado, Auto In. Welcome, everybody, to Auto In. We are back with episode 12 of Auto In, which is the episode after episode 11 and before episode 13. You heard it here first. There will be an episode 13. See, DB is a really competitive school. All of the people have to know how to count. Yes. <laughs> so I've been working on it recently. I've been studying for my counting test, which is on Friday. My name is Seth Kelly. I'm one of your hosts for today. And the other host today is... I don't know. It's a surprise, you know? It's a surprise. Yeah. It's actually was just spoiled. I think people who have listened to the podcast already know your voice. I think yeah. we all know that I'm just going to bring in a lot of new listeners. And so yeah, they exactly. might not Whoa. know who Will This is, is the hit episode. Yeah. Woo. This is the post-Morgan episode that the gets post -Morgan. The, all the other oh fans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Well, who do we have here? Hi, my name is Robin Key. I'm a sophomore at DBU and I'm also a broadcasting student. Wow, that's crazy that you're a broadcasting student. <laughs> wow, that's I guess crazy. everyone on here has been a broadcasting wow, student. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy, but uh, I don't remember asking. <laughs> we actually no. got Harrison Witcher on, who is a broadcast. He's our coworker, but he's a music major. Yeah, see, so. I don't work at the broadcasting department. Uh, so, so broadcasting students, what kinds of classes do they take other than their general knowledge courses? We are a communications with an emphasis in broadcasting and digital media. And because of that, uh, we actually cover a lot of topics. So it's when you walk out of here, a DBU broadcasting student is really going to be a jack of all trades and able to go into whatever they want to. So we take a couple of communications classes and then we take a couple of basic digital media classes like graphic design, some photography, stuff like that, along with um, a lot of editing uh, either in video or audio classes. And then we take broadcasting classes, stuff like video production or uh, radio room, uh, which is the senior class. So really from doing stuff like this to graphic design to learning how to give speeches, uh, it's kind of all covered. Yeah, that's one I think kind of misconception I had about this um, degree going in, even though I was yeah. really interested in the degree, one misconception that I had was that it was a very specific... Dude, <laughs> you got to turn off your... Dude, you <laughs> your computer audio is going, going ham right now. You may need to mute it. It's my audio production. They're, uh... Ah, okay. Hey, he's working on a class right now. That's very fitting. Well, I'm not working um, on it right now. Anyway, oh, okay. Well, so, one, one misconception yeah. I had about the degree was that it was very specified and it was kind of too, you know, it may be like, it may be seen as too specific to be able to apply to the, mm. um, you know, to the real world, so to speak. Yeah. But you actually learn a whole lot outside of, you know, broadcasting a very particular kind of show. Like we have a voice and articulation class where you learn, you know, the ins and outs of speaking, um, speech and interpersonal communication, which goes less into how you speak and more about what you speak, like um, yeah. speech topics and things like that. And just like general communication and, you know, digital editing work and things like that on top of broadcasting classes. I do think it is really interesting. Um, I actually came to DBU 
uh, for the communication part. I wanted to be a communications director for a political representative. Um, and then uh, they were like, oh, well, you have to choose an emphasis. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what communication theory is and I don't want to do PR. So I guess I'll just sign up for broadcasting. I like theater and stuff. And um, now I'm here and I want to be a news anchor. So <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Um, you get to do a lot of different things. I think it is going to be interesting going into the workplace and not being a journalism major with an emphasis in news, like right. uh, like TV news, or being a broadcasting major with an emphasis in digital media or whatever. But to be a communication major who has you know, like kind of dipped their toe in and learned a little about a lot of things... I think it's going to be very interesting, and I, I really think that our portfolio is going to show a lot of our success in the future, but I'm definitely grateful for the things that I'm learning about that I wouldn't have otherwise had any interest in. That is actually one of our classes later. Like, the senior level class is uh, portfolio research. Yeah, yeah. Where we actually go in and, and we, we put together a portfolio is my um, understanding. There, yes, there are a number. I will of... be taking that next semester. Oh, oh nice! That's going to be like hurt. I'm, I'm worried because I also have to put together for. So, if you don't know, when going into the job field, right? Um, I've looked at multiple jobs. Walk because uh, my graduation date is soon fast approaching. Woo! And uh, yeah. the problem here is that I've looked into multiple places, and they require as a broadcasting or as to get a, even just a production assistance job is to have a film reel of what you've done and what, how yeah. well you've worked. And that has uh, terrified me as of late because I have no footage of anything, oh, right? I have, um, I mean, I have some old projects from video editing and where I, my service learning project from, uh, from my um, video editing course. But when you apply, you need to three things when you apply the resume, the portfolio, and your video reel. I know that's something that's hard. Just looking into internships right now, um, everybody wants a, a portfolio or a film reel and stuff like that. And it is wonderful to get to take classes. Um, like right now, a sophomore level class is video production. And you make a ton of different projects and stuff like that throughout the semester. And not all of them are things that you should put in your portfolio, right? Because they're sure, all about yeah. experience and learning. But a couple of them uh, aren't bad. I know um, my favorite class that I've taken so far at DBU has been media announcing, which is actually an elective. Mm. And um, it was one they added recently, I think. Yes, it was fantastic. Uh, Professor Brendan Smith did it, who's the announcer for all of our sports games, and he's wonderful. But uh, for our big final project, we kind of got to decide what we wanted to do. And so I did a 10-minute a news segment that I put together myself and did everything for. It was actually right after Corona happened. So you should have seen the setup in my living room. It looked ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> but um, I did that. And that's something I can probably, um, you know, for now, hopefully I'll get a lot better before senior year, but I have to send in the internships and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned the news segment, which reminded me of writing across media is one class that we take. Yes. That's an online class. It's basically a journalism class, but you learn all different sides of journalism. Like you do a radio spot as one project. You do, you script a TV spot. You also do like different, you know, advertisements. You do a beat paper, obituary, all kinds of stuff. It's kind of like two years 
or at least three different classes worth of journalism classes in one class, which is kind of a lot of the classes that we take as uh, broadcasting majors here at DBU. There are a lot of very condensed... Like survey classes. Yeah, yeah, to kind of help you figure out what you're interested in so that you can kind of pursue what you want on your own time. Yeah. I don't think we've scratched the surface of the extent of all the classes that that we've taken, but... um, Gosh, no. (laughs) Video editing is one. Um that I I took last semester. Will also took last semester um, that class with me. We had it with Dr. Hartley, yeah. um, who now does everything online because he doesn't live in Dallas anymore. Yeah. I was so, I was, I, I didn't know about that until like November, uh, as in this month. Yeah. I was like, what? No, because he's such a cool guy. And he like, he's, it, it was always good in video editing to have, well, for the half, you know, that I was able to, you know, be in person. Right, yeah. Um, it was cool to have him there so that whenever we had a question, whenever we um, were working in class, which he gave us plenty of time to do projects in class, he could come up and he could help us out and we would have Premiere right in front of us. And so yes. that was always very helpful. We're taking uh, audio production, uh, Seth and I and Will, we're all taking audio production right now uh, with um, Dr. Hartley online. And he is so organized and everything's so well set up. But there's definitely, I wish sometimes that he could come over and kind of show me around a little bit more, um, particularly because although I've enjoyed the class, audio production is not my strong suit and it's not really what I want my future to be. But it's still something that, you know, if you ever do a professional video job, people are going to expect you to do. And so you need to be able to do it um, even unglamorously. (laughs) Sure, yeah. So I'm probably not going to be taking video editing this next semester, even though it's only offered in the spring. Um, But I uh, need to take my languages. Oh, I see. So yeah. you're a Bachelor of Arts or you, you just I am. I'm a, a Bachelor of Arts. I Me figured too. Yeah, I figured it would be, it was better to take a couple history classes than to fail a bunch of math classes. Um, Fair. But I'm I'm really dyslexic and I have an audio pro- processing disorder. So learning other languages, particularly uh, verbal ones, is really hard for me. So oh. um, I am worried that I'm not going to pass all of them. So I want to give myself that extra semester as a buffer. So I need to start that now. But I really want to learn ASL, and we don't offer that here at DBU. But we are allowed to transfer in 12 credits. However, I need to do it at another college. And so because video uh, editing is so time-consuming, I'm worried that doing video editing on top of having to go to another college for a language would be too much. So, Yeah, that's fair. Um, Okay, well, uh, one other class we're taking right now is video production. And that's a whole lot of like setting up live productions. We've we've done one project project. Well, actually, we've done a number of them. Assignments one, two and project one have all been videos that we pre-record and we send in Um, assignments one and two. We do by ourselves and project one we do in a group of uh, people about half of the class. If the class is around, you know, 10 to 12 people. and Project 2 is a live production of some sort, I believe. I forgot what it, what it was. Uh, we did a game show. Project 2? And then again for Project 3? Yeah. Oh, wow. I wasn't there. I was actually sick. So I didn't, oh. go, I didn't get to see the deliberation process of that. But um, that's what happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. 
Project three. Oh yeah, Project Two. Okay, so Project Two is a live production of any sort because we did. Me and Will are in the same video production class and are in the same group. We did a Doctor Phil spoof. Yes, yeah. Uh, your my roommate is in Yala's group, and she was talking. Yes, about it. so it was it was a lot of fun. Will was you know Doctor Will and did his best Doctor Phil impression, and it was actually <laughs> phenomenal. It I'm was lovely. So sad. I didn't get to see that, and I haven't gotten to see the video version of our live episode. Uh, which I wish that we would get. Maybe they'll play them in class, but no, that's so exciting. Yeah, um, Project Three is a live game show. We did we did like a general trivia showdown. It was kind of like it was it was sort of like a Family Feud style trivia. We did that. We did Family Feud. Yeah, I was actually I got to help uh, yeah. run camera for that. It was <laughs> we had great. Sick, so there was one time, you know, doing a live production. You know, your first run through. Every oh once in a while, gosh. there's just going to be a fib. And I remember one particularly notable one um, <laughs> where <laughs> one of the answers, like they, they asked, name something you associate with a goldfish. And then one of the contestants went, well, they're normally like in a bowl, you know, a, a fish bowl. <laughs> and then Rodrigo, who was the host, went, okay, fish bowl, is that up there? And then on the survey, it flipped up orange <laughs> for the goldfish. And everyone yeah. was like, yeah, correct answer. <laughs> yeah, um, orange. <laughs> I always think, oh, I'm a good actress. I should be talent. It's fine. And then stuff like that happens, and I, I cannot I stop laughing. <laughs> I just lose it. That's not very professional of me. But no, yeah, that's been a fun class so far. One that you haven't taken, um, but I'm in. Are you in? I guess we'll find out. Uh, film and cinematography. Have you already taken that? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's an interesting... It's you know, it's fun to get to watch movies and it's really fun to get to talk about them. And it's one of those classes that really does show like the broader strokes of the broadcasting degree because a lot of people are interested in going into film. I know um, my roommate's considering getting a master's in film production, um, stuff like that. And so getting to talk about the production aspect and getting to learn, uh, there's this specific short film that they show us, uh, which we learn about how they made the short film, um, and just stuff like that is really cool and isn't something you'd get if you were in a more con- concentrated degree. Yeah. Um, so Chris is currently teaching that class, right? Yes. Sometimes Dr. Hartley teaches that class. He created it. Yeah. He, his name is on all of our stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Chris and Dr. Hartley, they um, they switch kind of class. They have a pool of classes that they each teach every so often and they kind of switch off. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, so Chris will sometimes teach. So, so sometimes, um, Chris will teach video editing, for instance, oh. Dr. Hartley taught it the semester that I was a part of it, but sometimes Chris will teach it. Dr. Hartley will teach film. Sometimes, um, Chris will, uh, I think, I, I don't think Chris always teaches video production. I think sometimes Dr. Hartley teaches oh, interesting. it interesting, and yeah. he teaches audio production. Sometimes Chris does. So they they have this pool of classes and they kind of they distribute them they kind of divvy them up um i i guess at the beginning of the semester uh they talk about it um and there are a number of other like uh, especially you know outside of the broadcast realm there are a lot of other professors uh professor lee getman allen uh oh, teaches or lga for short uh teaches voice and articulation um Professor Alexis Sparks teaches uh, writing across media online. Um, Professor Farr. Professor Farr teaches speech and interpersonal communication. And nonverbal. And nonverbal communication, Mm -hmm. which is not a class on the degree, but it is 
Um, I've heard it's a great class. Overall, the communication professors that we have here at DPU are overwhelmingly fantastic. And I'm really sad that we don't get to spend more time with them, particularly because I came in wanting a communications degree. But we do get some elective choices. And I really hope to spend those with those professors because it's just awesome. Yeah, they do teach other classes outside of the broadcast um, because they're a a part of a different kind of emphasis. They They teach classes outside of the broadcast emphasis that you can take as electives because you can do um, you can do a few electives throughout your degree. I think it's two, but they have to be communication centered. Yeah, there's some kind of division between out of the pool of electives that you can take. There's some sort of division between most of them can be lower level, but one of them has to be an upper level elective. Um, Our final class that I think we'll talk about before we get to the break is um, kind of the culmination. I mean, you get a number of kind of things where you have to look outside of DBU for your... um, for your work, like internship, there's an internship class where you basically just go out and get an internship. Um, portfolio research. There's one that you do mainly mainly inside of DBU, and that's broadcast practicum. And in yes. that class, the entire class is basically, it just comprises you coming in for most, if not all, of the games that we do. Yeah, it's intense. On one hand, I'm really, really appreciative for it because stuff like this is 100%. You learn it by how much you do it sort of thing. You know, there's like the metaphor for the, um, there's one group that makes 100 pots and there's one group that spends 100 hours on one pot. And the group that makes 100 pots always comes out on top because they've done it before instead of just like theorizing about it. Like you can go into it real deep, but um, because some things, you know, are the 100-hour pot and some things you just make a bunch of them. This is a stupid metaphor. Anyway, uh, (laughs) point being that I am really appreciative that we get to spend so much time behind the camera, behind the replay. Like, I don't want to do sports tech. I don't think that's where I'm going to end up. But getting to have those hours in the control room in that environment, I think is just irreplaceable. So that's that's kind of a little bit of a survey into all the classes that we get to take as broadcast majors. Um, we're going to take a break now, and when we come back, we're going to be getting a, a little personal. We're gonna um, I'm gonna ask some very personal questions about your early life and so, no, I'm kidding, like <laughs> stuff like favorite classes and favorite broadcast textbook and stuff like that. Okay, so cool. uh, stay tuned. And we are back. I hope you enjoyed the break. I, I knew it. I, it gets every guest. Whenever <laughs> we just wait for a second and then we start in. I was like, the audience doesn't need a break, Seth. I don't get it. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, we need a break. That's the, it, we, yeah, it's kind of an arbitrary thing. We just play music for like a solid eight seconds and then that's about it. Um, okay, well, we are going to go around the room. We're going to say our name, our mom's <laughs> name, and our favorite ice cream flavor. I'm kidding. Um, I'd say go go around the room and say our favorite class, maybe that we've taken so far. Uh, this can be a broadcast class or as you know a kind of loosely related, you know, a communication class yeah, yeah. or even a gen ed class if you're feeling that. Um, just out of all the classes you've taken at DBU, which one is your favorite? The floor is open. Well, my favorite class was uh, the media announcing class, which I've mentioned a couple times just because I really loved it and it really did help solidify for me that I wanted to pursue um, 
the news side of broadcasting, um, which is wonderful. I love Professor Brendan. He did a really great job. Um, Professor Smith. Um, <laughs> he did a great job. Um, however, that's not my favorite textbook. I really liked that book. You've mentioned favorite textbook a couple of times. And my yeah. favorite textbook was from our um, speech and interpersonal studies class uh, with Professor Farr. Uh, you and I actually took it together, Seth. Yes. And that book I bought. I bought it from someone else and I still have it because it just talks about so many interesting interpersonal things and I still read it for fun sometimes. It was so awesome. It, it like it really is clear in the yes. way that it presents the information, which is great because it's a communications course. <laughs> you would think, you would hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to say my favorite unit from that was was as always the one on logical fallacies. <laughs> Where we all yelled them out and we were all wrong. <laughs> right, exactly. Because, well, I <laughs> I got to correct everyone when they got the logical fallacies wrong. No, um, but I did. So for, for, my, for the speech and com- interpersonal communication class, you have to have like one topic that you do both an informative and a persuasive speech on. Mm-hmm. I did mine on logical fallacies because yes. I've always like, I've been, I, I've been a debate kid since like ninth grade. And so I was like, logical fallacies fascinate me. I love learning about them and I love talking about them. And frankly, I love a little too much pointing out when people use them. Um, But I did my informative speech on them and my persuasive speech on them. I think it was like, you know, three logical fallacies that everyone uses and like why you should, you know, uh, watch the number of logical fallacies that you use in, in everyday language and things like that. Yeah. As my topics, what were your topics for speech and interpersonal communication? Oh, you did some like Audrey um, Hepburn stuff. Yeah, I think I mostly did Audrey Hepburn. Um, and I talked about, because I did my uh, English 1301 paper on Audrey Hepburn. So I already had all this research done on her. Um, so I think I did Audrey Hepburn. And I don't remember what the other speech was about. Because uh, I think it was just an introductory introductory speech. Um I actually, in high school and middle school, was uh, classically educated. So I did, I was taught logic, as in um, P equals Q, if P, then Q, uh, stuff like that, which then lended itself into logical fallacies. So I was very embarrassed um, when I was like, oh, straw man is whatever, whatever. And (laughs) Professor Farr was like, so, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's just uh, 12 years of education down the drain. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but no, I loved giving my speeches on Audrey Hepburn. Um, and I liked hearing everybody else's. We had two uh, bass fishing people, which I didn't even know we had a bass fishing team. And yeah. um, they came out and they did all of their speeches on bass fishing. And it was really interesting to learn how much there is to it. So it's it was fascinating. One person came up and did her speeches on like um, how she has like a chicken business, like an egg business. <laughs> yes, and I, I forgot loved about that. that. I was like, she she kind of, you know, she she was very humble about it and was kind of like, you know, or very modest about it and was like, yeah, some people may think it's weird. And I was like, no, that's like that's <laughs> it's so it's so, you know, out there from what is kind of generally like talked about that that really that pulled me in immediately like whoa yeah. chickens what there was another girl who did uh competitive cheerleading yeah and that was super fascinating i was actually <laughs> they're they're different but i at the time was watching the dallas cheerleaders audition tv show um because oh, okay. the dallas cheerleaders do have a tv show of their audition process because it's so intense um and competitive cheerleading and sports cheerleading are completely different but it was really interesting mm. 
having my interest peaked in that and then getting to hear her speeches was really cool. Yeah. What's your favorite textbook, Seth? So, my, let's see. Um, my favorite textbook, one of the most, I think, one of the most, like, interesting textbooks, I guess, to me was uh, having come from a background of, like, shooting a whole lot of video, um, How to Shoot Video That Doesn't Suck that by Steve Stockman. That was a great Stockman. textbook. I bought that one, too. Yes. Yeah. I still I, have that one. In fact, that's one thing that Chris tells you, not just to like get the bookstore money or anything, but <laughs> buy all your broadcast textbooks. He says that because, um, you know, he still references books as a as someone who does, you know, video work and stuff every so often. He still um, references those books for very helpful information. Yeah, most of them are pretty cheap, too. I have to admit, I'll usually rent them from Chegg and then uh, Chegg has the option to buy them. Oh, and later? So, yeah, later. And oh. so then, um, if I really enjoy it, at least I think this is how it works. I, this, uh. I, maybe I just kept it too long. I don't know. Um, but if I really, really like it and did read it and felt used from it, then I'll buy it. But sometimes I'll send them back. Just like the audio production book, um, I opened it and I was like, this is a lot of math. And I closed it again. Uh. Obviously, I, I use it for the, the class, but I, I'm not as engulfed as I was, let's say, in the interpersonal studies book. So I'm probably not going to keep it just because it's not of super use to me and it is kind of more expensive. Sure, if you're not going into the audio production field. Yeah. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that media announcing was the like class that solidified that you wanted to go on the news route. Yes. So writing across media was the class that I think solidified the fact that I don't want to go on the news route. <laughs> <laughs> like, I came really? in thinking like, Man, like I journalism is like cool in its own right. And I I can see how it can be fascinating to other people. It's just not like as fascinating to me or I don't enjoy doing it as much as I like doing, you know, things like this that are more, you know, I improv off the cuff or, um, you know, l less having to do research and more being able to be like just creative on the fly like you can do a lot yeah. of things you can be very creative in journalism but there's still like a you know they you still have ap guidelines and you still have to you can't like so it was you the know, formatting for you that was like the restrictive it was i part. think the formatting was felt restrictive because i couldn't like so you know write write a like unicorn worthy you know fantasy story kind of yeah. deal I love it how I can talk to everyone in the broadcasting program and we all have different dreams and goals. And sometimes that can feel a little isolating because, you know, I don't know anyone else who wants to be a news anchor. And part, mm. But at the same time, I love it because I can have an idea and then I can be like, oh, well, um, Connor's going to want to work the camera and then Kristen will edit the video for me. And then um, Seth would be more than happy to do the audio for me. And then Garrett will help me do whatever, whatever. And then, you know, all of my friends have such different passions and know so much in areas that I don't. But also would would turn to me and be like, oh, Robin, you would love to be the talent or Robin, you would love to do the script or, hey, can you help me bounce this idea around? And everyone, it really does show how everyone's valuable. While at the same time, we're all learning things that make us uncomfortable. That is actually something that I learned in a leadership development class in my senior year of high school, which is staff your weaknesses. If yes. you are weak at something, there is someone probably around you, especially in this, you know, you make all kinds of different connections here as a broadcast major. You, you know, you, you find a lot of, you know, different passions within broadcast, but you can also find, you know, um, 
for example, you work at the writing center. So yeah. um, within the broadcast major, if you need help with English, then you might, you know, since you know, it, since I know you, I know that there's a writing center now. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think I knew there was a writing center before, but if anybody <laughs> was like, you know, oh, what's a writing center? And Robin comes in like to save the day, like, haha, <laughs> I know it, whether to use an Oxford comma or not. Well, which and, that's and a whole other conversation. There's someone at the writing center who would understand if you brought a script in. Right. And yeah. be like, oh, well, yeah, I was given this pamphlet too. I know what Chris wants or whatever. Or even, you know, you want someone to go over shot ideas with you or just stuff like that. I just, I think that's really cool. Um, and it's so wonderful. Uh, I have a study group that meets uh, and we'll go over our like video production stuff together and um, getting to see where everyone shines and then where everyone's is a little weaker. Yeah. Um, I think is really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that being said, I think we're going to transition into our next break. Um, Will is going to uh, get into the edit suite. Um, thank you for coming on the show, Will. Thank you, Will. Uh, Garrett will come on for the, after this th second break. No, it's not the third break. It's the second break. We've only done one break. We, um, yeah. <laughs> second break. And then we'll do a little pop quiz on class material. You no! versus Garrett. And it's going to be great. Oh, dear. See, the thing is, I'm a better student than Garrett is, but Garrett knows more stuff than I do. <laughs> staff your weaknesses, except now you can't staff your weaknesses because you're all on your own for this Challenged. quiz. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned and we will get right to it. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for Auto Win episode 12.0. Six 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 six. Whoa! Well, watch how many sixes six, you're doing six, there, Seth. Six six six. We're going to a Baptist school. You don't well, want to. Add... No, I went past three, so okay. it's okay. Okay. It's... That's how that works. Garrett went over to hug a door. <laughs> He's such a tree hugger. <laughs> you know a... what they say? A tree hug every day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I love like the ladies. evading my <laughs> hugging, okay. a, okay. hugging a door a day keeps <laughs> the ladies away. Robin, you don't know what gender the trees are that I'm hugging, okay? Let's move on. That's true. Speaking of genders, we're about to do a... Um, a trivia quiz? How did you know? <laughs> wow, you yeah, completely Ro Robin, guessed it Robin, with you, no context quiz whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, can Robin, you see you the answer? script? Are you about to cheat on this quiz? Oh, if only... That's crazy. Well, yeah, we're about to do a pop quiz on intro to broadcast uh, material. So it's been a while since we've we were all in the intro in the same intro to broadcast class, if I remember yeah, right. First semester a year ago. Yeah. In fact, um, out of everybody in the class, guess who was the only one who had to take the final at the end of the semester? <laughs> I honestly forgot about that until you just <laughs> brought it up. It was Garrett. Yeah. So um, I forgot what happened, but somehow I ended up sleeping because I think I had to do an all-nighter the night before or something like that. So I ended up falling asleep and I accidentally slept through intro to broadcast and it was the last day <gasps> yes. of class. But the thing was, Chris, our uh, professor for that class, he... What he said was, um, if you liked, for anybody who came to the chapter review day before the final exam, if you liked your current grade, you could drop the final exam for anybody who came that day, which was everyone except Garrett. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was been a problem child since the very <laughs> beginning. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's, 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 it's kind of unfortunate. Hey, but at least I'll be remembered as the one person who had to take the final 
I'm sure Chris in the 2019 when he was grading your final, the one thing keeping him from like his summer vacation was really grateful for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, sorry. uh, You Um, know what's a great segue? See, Last see, whenever you do that, you always like <laughs> reference something that I have to cut out. And so I have to like try and find some way to like shoehorn some other kind of transition. You but I a, do that you know as well. What, hey, Seth, you know what's a great transition? What's a great transition? Transitions. Yes. And, and editing transitions. Yeah. Let's and, talk about broadcasting <laughs> introductory trivia facts, which Robin let's, has totally Let's do that. In fact, let me... So let me explain the rules of uh, the game. Okay. Okay. So there are seven questions, which means there is no conceivable way that there can be a tie. Hopefully. Okay. If this is foolproof, as far as I know. Um, okay. We are going to do a... Um, we're going to do a snap system so that, so that it's not as, uh, you know... We destructive bang on the table yeah um, <laughs> if you have the answer snap into the mic I, and uh, i don't know if we can get a good consistent snap though can you not can you not snap, can you not no, snap? I, I can it's just oh it's not consistent that's what i'm saying okay okay i'll just listen no very it's fine just, just go for um it. first person who snaps gets to answer first and then we'll just alternate back and forth until one person gets the right answer if you get the right answer you get a point at the end person with the most points wins Wow. Right. Okay. And this is all over material that you learned in intro to broadcast class Wonderful. a year ago. All right. Are we ready? Always the top of my class in intro to broadcast. Yeah. You, would, you, say, you have the gall to say in front of the person who was the, probably the top <laughs> of our class in intro to broadcasting. I don't even remember. I'm not referring to myself. I was. I got to oh. say, you had the highest oh, yeah, grade right. on the final exam out of everybody that took it. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you blew everyone out of the water. <laughs> okay, yeah, would you get a zero on your final? <laughs> yeah, I did. He didn't even assign me a grade. It was so bad. <laughs> um, okay, all right, question. The first question is: According to the textbook "How to Shoot Video That Doesn't Suck" by Steve Stockman, it's a good book. The first step to preventing bad video is accepting the truth. Fill in the blank, blank or die. Yep, Garrett. Commit. Oh, wait. Hold on. Did you snap first? Garrett snapped first. Oh, okay. Okay. Commit. That is incorrect. Robin, blank or die? Awesome. Entertain. That is correct. Ding, ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. Okay. That's one point for Robin, zero also, points just for letting Garrett. You know, I think I'm, my finger may have low-key punched the mic when I snapped because I hit more of the <laughs> mic than I did my hand. <laughs> so... I have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's that's one point for Robin. Yep. The second question is, what is the current aspect ratio standard given by the NTSC? Yep, Garrett. 6.9. Or not, sorry, no, 6 that colon is, 9. <laughs> that is incorrect. No? It is not 6 by 9. Wait. Robin? Oh, I think I know. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that uh, 4,100... Is the eight is the highest you can go on YouTube to get the clearest picture? That, so what's your answer? That's, that's not an aspect ratio, Robin. I know. That's, that's a resolution. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's um five point five x three. I don't know. I really have no idea. That is incorrect. What is the current aspect ratio wait, 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 standard? Wait. Six colon one. That is incorrect. Oh, Six no. colon 
Okay, that would be like this. <laughs> Six pixels wide for like, every one I, I pixel tall. I still know how math works. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about? Oh, resolutions. Wait. I was thinking like screen size. It's a so it's an aspect ratio. Oh, aspect ratio. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's be. Robin's turn to answer aspect ratio. Just, just throw out numbers okay. if you don't know. <laughs> um, eight, eight. F- 8x5. That is incorrect. 3 by That is incorrect. Six, Robin. 4, 5. Is, is, it's really not 6x9? It is not 6x9. Can, can we move to the next question? Yeah. Because we're not getting <laughs> We're this. not going to get this. <laughs> okay. Wow. I guess there is a conceivable way that there's a time. No, I thought of that when you first said it's full group. I was like, we could both not know. <laughs> uh, that's true. Okay. So the current aspect ratio standard given by the NTSC is 16 by 9 which oh. means... For every 16 pixels wide, it's 9 pixels tall. That makes so much more sense. Or high. Yeah, all right. Okay, so (laughs) I... We're trying to put it in a photo frame. (laughs) (laughs) I guess neither of you get a point. Wow, my foolproof plan. (laughs) I was thinking like an This will happen again. You foiled it. Okay, so... Well, no, no, no. We want it to happen again. To get it down to an odd This will happen again. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, in that case... Robin one, Garrett zero still. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, because you got the first one. You didn't get the question right. Yeah, I (laughs) forgot we had one before that. Sorry, continue. You said six by one. (laughs) What? (laughs) As one of your answers. (laughs) All right, uh, this is 100% going to happen again with this question, but what is the aspect ratio for Snapchat videos? Yep, Robin? Um, It's four by one. That is incorrect. Yep. Nine by five. That is incorrect. Nine by five. Nine. No, wait, oh, hold no, on. Wait. Robin oh. gets to answer. Okay. Is it um, four by two? Incorrect. Four by two is like the old one, I think, like the tube TV, right? No. Oh. You're thinking of a different aspect ratio. <laughs> okay. You're thinking of four by three. I have to oh. do this all the time. I have to make like stories. I, I run the social media at the writing center. I should know this. Seven yeah. by 12. That is incorrect. It's not even f- five <laughs> by three. That is incorrect. Can can you do you, do you want us do you, yeah what is it what is okay it? so here's here's a hint you can extrapolate the answer to this question by thinking about the answer to the last question nine by four that is incorrect three you, by four do you guys remember the the answer to the last question yeah it was sixteen by nine okay so is this oh 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 oh, oh is oh. it still sixteen by nine no it's not <laughs> that's incorrect I was like that doesn't even make sense nine nine by sixteen. That is correct. What? Yeah. No. Snapchat why, is nine why, by sixteen. That's why I got the highest score on my final. I really, and I don't think, I think I need to go look up what aspect ratios are. That's why I was top of my class, Robin. Hey, there's, there's a review point. <laughs> yeah. I hate it that every time I make a comment like that, y'all are just like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I mean, honestly, I imagine you did well in the class. No, like, I, did, I, I don't. Fine. No, I don't yeah. remember. I'm just, what I'm just you, joking. I wasn't looking at all my I friends' grades. W- was not the best. All right, question four is coming up. Here we go. What is, get your fingers ready, what is the color temperature of outside light? Oh, my God. Garrett? 4,600. That is incorrect. What? (laughs) The color temperature of outside light. Outside light. It's 4,600, bro. It is not 4,600. I think it is. It's not. It really is, Seth. No, it's not. Look it up right now, please. I'll look it up. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Robin's turn to answer, though. 10,000? Wow! <laughs> that's really hot. That, that is, that's incorrect. 
10,000 Kelvin is like the highest you can possibly get, probably. 4,300. That is incorrect. (laughs) 4,000? That is incorrect. 4,200. That is incorrect. I know it's 4,000 something. I'll I'll do warm and cold with you. For if you're getting closer, I'll say warmer. If you're getting farther, I'll say colder. And our our point here will be four thousand two hundred. Robin, four thousand one hundred. Colder. Four thousand seven hundred. Warmer. Four thousand nine hundred. Warmer. Five thousand six hundred. That is correct. Yes. Oh, no. I knew. I knew. I knew there was six hundred, and I thought oh, it was four. I really thought it was four, but apparently it was five. I need to go cool. back to freshman year. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm learning from this. The color temperature of inside light is thirty two hundred. Calvin. Uh, yes. And then I, outside I that lights, one. 56. I, that I really one. thought there was a one in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So technically speaking, the color temperature of outside light, I think, can range from about 5,200 to 5,600. Yes. And okay. color temperature of inside light can be like 2,800 to 3,200. There's no ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 3,100 could count as a color temperature of inside light. I'll give you that. Okay. Um, it's really dark is probably a one. <laughs> <laughs> that's my brain. that's true yeah uh okay question number five coming up name the three light positions in a three-point lighting system garrett i think it's garrett i always forget the last one's name hold on so it's key is front fill is for like the sides to fill in shadows and then it, this is my final answer it's something like overhead Shut up, Robin. (laughs) 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 It's something like overhead or like background. I'm going with that. Back background? Background. That is incorrect. Key fill backlighting. That is correct. Okay. So in that case, Robin's at two. Garrett is at two. Are you at two? Yeah, we're tied. Okay. Okay. Tied at two. Question six. Which end of a fiber cable has two separate connectors, the male end or the female end? And this is pretty much if you snap first and you get it wrong, the other person gets it right. Yep. Garrett? Male. The answer is male. No! Garrett is correct. So Garrett is now at three points. Robin is at two points. And this is potentially the, um, the tying point. And then I'll have to come up with some other yeah, like make okay. question, I guess. Um, actually, I'm going to split this into two questions oh. so that we can get an odd number of questions. Oh. As, okay, so number seven, SDI cables send video up to which resolution? Yep, Robin? Um, 3600. 3600p? Mm-hmm. That is incorrect. No! 1080p. That is correct. No! So Garrett now Garrett wins. is at four. Well, just for kicks, SDI cables send video up to which frame rate? Oh. Yep, Garrett. Sorry. I'll actually, do you want to do this no, one? No, I don't know. One. Okay. Um, 60 frames. That is correct. Okay. Oh, my god. So Garrett's set somewhere like five points. Robin is at two <laughs> points. So what are we talking about next week, episode thirteen? We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna center in specifically on COVID and our experiences mm. with work when COVID hit. What did that look like as we were transitioning into this year, and where are we kind of going um, with COVID regulations in 
like in light of COVID regulations. I have got to go. Is there anything else that y'all need? From uh, me? Not if you have any, if you don't have any last words to, to say. <laughs> any last on the words? Podcast. Do you Is have a threat? Seth? All right. Thank you for <laughs> Do you listening have your last to words? Auto In. My name's Robin Key. You will not be hearing from me again for a while. Uh, <laughs> and I hope you have a nice week. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Robin. This Buckle was a pleasure. Buckle your belts and wear your masks. Indeed. Well, this has been Auto In, hosted by Seth Kelly, Will Moulton, and Garrett Walder with special guest Robin Key, with music produced and performed by Jesse Liked and logo designed by John Berzino. Thank you for listening and see you next week. Auto out.